0: got to worry about the jack
1: yeah and on that note welcome to Geeks with kids your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of you i'm one of your hosts steve welcome to the show and joining me this week is matt hello sir and
0: eric hi i'm always here yes. <laughs> i never leave you i'm here with, now I, I i live in this meeting room that we uh that we use Yes, we don't let them out. We no, turn out. there it's. I have it's a bucket better, and a and a second. Okay, bucket. so too much information.
1: <laughs> so, with our last episode, we were talking about the X Men series, and I had this idea a little while ago uh, about franchises that need to die, and it might be debatable as to whether or not X Men needed to die. I think it kind of needed to, but yeah. but uh, you know, on the uh, since uh, recently, there's actually been a couple franchises that have kind of gone through like a weird sort of phase like halloween for instance where wow. a sequel that completely ignored uh what is that seven movies i don't even know now right uh, seven it, yeah 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 it, it supposedly takes place immediately after two is it so uh, it just, no it actually it ignored two it was less direct oh, direct from, from one, one yeah direct
2: from one so it didn't and, even acknowledge what happened in two which was kind of you know the basis of that franchise
1: yeah, no, it's amazing. I uh, I think this is a neat idea, and I'm glad it's actually kind of happening because uh, you know people are trying new things. And I also heard recently that uh, after there was the possibility of this also happening with the aliens franchise with Neil Blom- Blomkamp, now he's doing a Robocop like yeah, continuation. Yep. So. It's sort of an interesting uh concept where uh directors are uh, are coming back and uh retconning uh series entirely yep. out of existence. And uh that <laughs> apparently is what's happening with the next Terminator movie, Terminator mm-hmm. Dark Fate coming Dark out. Dark Fate. <laughs> yes, James Cameron um has set this film to take place after Terminator 2 which retcons out uh three other films. Um so anyway, um I guess just to start, uh, I thought we would take a look at a few franchises that, frankly, uh, I think do need to end. And, uh, and this was inspired by The Predator. But <laughs> I, no, I saved that for last, okay. and I have, a, I have a kind of a weird logic. So I'm going to start with the Terminator series, and we're going to talk about three different series that started off amazingly, created huge legacies, and uh, talk about what we liked about them. And then, and then watch how they degraded over time and then um, have reached a point where they actually need to be killed off. And then at the end, we're going to have a little bit of fun and talk about series that maybe ought to continue. Um, so I will just jump into it. So Terminator, the first film, 1984, uh, released by Ryan and uh, written and directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton and Michael Bean. Uh, is it is it Bean or Bane? Actually, I want to get that right. I, I think, think it's like a Bane. Bane. All right. Well, we'll stick with Bane because uh, he shows up again later in the in our discussions, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, you've all seen this movie. Um, it's about um, time travel and robots, and um, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. And uh, it, uh, it it's actually just a really good story and really a, a great action film. But then. Cameron came back and actually did the unthinkable. He made a sequel, which some people like to say is even better. Terminator Two: Judgment Day in nineteen ninety-one. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys like the first one or the second one more? I uh, I
2: liked the first one. It was definitely it definitely was a product of the eighties, mm. uh, which is very apparent. If you, because if you watch it now, I mean, the, some of the effects, while well, at the time were very very cool, yeah. do not stand up the test of time. The uh, the His one losing his eye and then the Terminator eye was like, oh, that's a prosthetic piece of the Worst Order. Mm. Um, But it did give us what has since become uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's iconic line was the I'll Be Back, which he has since put in literally every movie I think he has been in since the, the Terminator premiered.
1: Yeah, I, I love, love how they how they made a big joke about that in Last Action Hero. Oh, uh, absolutely! Yeah, one of the best uh, meta things, uh, yeah. Eric. I don't know what do you think uh, is uh, the better of the two films.
0: Um, I like number two more because of nostalgia reasons. Um, mm. I think Terminator One was a very different film from the second oh, one. The sure. first mm. one was definitely like your are this in, unstoppable force, you know. That's just yeah, right. You know. What do you do? Like you're you're just a bunch of humans against this yeah. killing machine. The second one was sort of more equal in odds, but it, like a more mm-hmm. high tech uh, yeah. robot. Um, I like. I thought the second one had a little more. I don't want to say heart, but it felt like it had more heart. Like it, it was. I did think, for sure. Yeah, because of John Connor trying to you know humanize. Yeah. The Terminator. There's that whole data type thing. With their yeah. relationship, so I I like that a lot. Um, with the
2: and one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, what Terminator 2? That was, I believe, one of the first times they actually actively used computer graphics uh, in a in a film, like for, for a significant chunk of the film. If I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, James Cameron did it with the Abyss. Like, yes, a lot of the water effects. Yeah. But um, he he's always been pioneering, like yeah, um, yeah. making more realistic uh visual yeah yeah so i guess having the whole liquid metal thing and having that as a primary character was a big turning point for for the um the terminator franchise and special effects in general
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah no i i think james cameron i i think i think we'll find is he really does push uh the uh the bar and um, he, uh, but he uses uh, what's possible to great effect. You know, I, I think uh, that's one of the reasons why his his uh, films really do stand the test of time because they they still look great, and, yeah. and I don't think he overshoots.
0: Um, yeah, it, uh, so- it, it helps. Sorry, it, it helps that uh, Dennis Muren, who did the special, he's a special effects coordinator on Terminator Two. He's uh, one of the head ILM guys, and he was sort of the one mm-hmm. that was like pushing all this state of the um, state of yeah. the art technology he also did the abyss for James Cameron and those guys all took that technology and you know spent it or used it on Jurassic Park which in turn made the Star Wars movies come back Um, so you know it was that pushing of technology in the 90s that sort of just Mm -hmm. uh, skyrocketed uh, CGI
1: Yeah, it's all connected. So we have a late joiner. Uh, Welcome, Hawk. Hey, guys. Sorry. No problem. So uh, I just thought (laughs) I would start by talking about the different series. And we just we just uh, were talking about Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, and I was putting it out there. Uh, Which of the two films do you consider the better?
3: Oh, um, special effects wise, obviously Terminator two, um, mm-hmm. story wise, probably the first Terminator in That yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, um, f- special effects wise. I, I saw recently on television on that it's starting to show, it definitely was yeah. starting to show its age and that, you know, but mm-hmm. like given the shoestring budget he had, you know, when he was working on that one, mm-hmm. you know, cause that was just like one of those unexpected hits and that, you know, um, yeah. but like yeah, in story wise, that one was always my favorite and that. Um hard to say why in that, but it the you know just the loneliness and isolation of those characters and that mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. you know especially Kyle Reese and i he he was probably one of my favorite characters, in that the the soldiers sent out of time on a one way mission yeah
0: Michael yeah. Bain is really good as the soldier he really is <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. he is yeah.
3: fantastic in that
1: role yeah, yeah i uh, i it, there's a lot of people recently um who i've spoken to who hadn't actually seen the Terminator. Films, and I'm always delighted. And
0: to you hear unfriended much, them, right? How <laughs> much, how much
1: they enjoy the films. They're surprised, you know, because yeah. obviously they have these assumptions to see the skeletal robot, and they just think it's right. Know. But, um, but I, I was going to say, I think for me, um, I think Eric touched on this. It's the, I think the emotional investment in both films, but there's more, I think, in the second one. Um, for me, anyway, uh, because I think that's what makes these movies stand out. Is you really um, the characters have that they have heart they have you know a purpose and, yeah. and you care about them and um and i think that's what really made uh you know even though there's like this time travel thing and there's like robots from the future and all this it, at the end of the day it really is about you know sarah connor and then later her son as well
3: oh, oh he, uh, sarah connor even <laughs> even the minor characters because for some reason today i kept thinking about miles dyson you know, oh sure, yeah, yeah. and it's like he his, created a, yeah. his, he created cyborg. Yeah, he his but like you know <laughs> his, the, the character and the you know the actor playing. I am, I'm so sorry, I can't. I'm blanking on the actor's name who played him in that. But it, you know the revel when the, the revelation comes to him that he's the one who, he basically you know sold the world. You know the man who sold the world. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, Miles
0: Dyson was uh, originally played by Joe Morton and then played by Courtney B Vance in. Genesis. Oh. Oh. We're not
1: there yet. We're not there yet.
3: <laughs>
1: Genesis. Oh, goodness. Drop. No,
3: no. How long? I can hold this.
0: Oh, such a good. Oh, that's yeah. so good.
1: You know, A Terminator 2 was the first movie that I didn't go to see many movies uh, when I was younger. And that was the first movie I went to see twice. Um, my dad thought it was good enough that we actually went a second time. So I, it was so good in the theater too because they, that was just <sighs> when we were like getting the, the surround sound like to really work and
0: yeah. I wish was, I got to see it originally in theaters. I was too young. I was ten when it came out, so <laughs> it was just like, nope, you're not going yeah. to see this movie in theaters.
3: That yeah. was, was the perfect, out. yeah, the perfect summer blockbuster for me. Oh the, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I remember
2: making my parents like dragging my parents like I want to see this movie. They're like, yeah, all right. I mean, they'd seen the first ones. Like, yeah, I mean, how bad can it get? It's Arnold Schwarzenegger who takes it seriously, and then <laughs> being horrifically traumatized by the the, <laughs> the, the, the uh, nuclear explosion sequence. Oh, <sighs> sure, yeah, it's so pretty horrific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beautifully shot. But I was just like, oh, nuclear war is terrifying. Now they're like, yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So those were the, I guess, unarguably good Terminator, <laughs> and then.
0: I still I like one more. I'm just yeah. throwing that.
1: Yeah. Well, the next one was Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. Which um I don't know if anybody has anything to say about that one. I mean, I think it's okay. I mean, at least it's it doesn't screw up the timeline too much, but
2: was it was starting that one was starting to push it for me where I'm like, Okay, but do we do we need to keep revisiting this well again? Right. Yeah. Like,
0: there were certain themes that I really liked. Like they were going after the the generals instead of yes. Connor. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Like changing Connor and adding What's her face? That girl, what's her name? No. Yes. Claire 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 I dislike yeah. Just like her. And <laughs> yeah. So it was just I don't know. I, I thought the idea of having a liquid machine with moving parts as well was cool. Yeah. Like they had some neat ideas, but it just did not it wasn't cohesive.
3: Yeah.
2: It, it just it felt like they were trying to throw too many things at a wall and see what would stick. And it was kind of, it just it's it was it was a popcorn movie. Like for, and, yeah. it absolutely was. I, whereas yeah. like terminator or terminator 2 uh, they were action films but there was like there was thought behind them and you kind of made you think about stuff this one was sort of for me just like a sit down watch them blow up a bunch of robots have a good yeah. time
0: and yeah. you know what um, they say when you that? throw things at a wall to see what sticks mm-hmm. it sticks <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, and I think that segues us into
0: uh,
1: Terminator, uh, Terminator Salvation in uh, 2009. Um, I like
0: this one a lot.
1: Okay, so go ahead, Erica. Uh, yeah, you were talking about that. So. so
0: this one takes place in the future, and it's with a grown-up John Connor, and grown-up, like everyone's grown up, and it, yeah, it's by, nice to show uh, that the the like uh, the, the, theme, the theme of Terminator One and Two was that you know thing you could possibly change um the future right by preventing it but the third one was like nope it's all said (laughs) you're gonna blow up and then they're like okay let's we might as well continue that thread have things blow up and then you get to meet a younger Kyle Reeves played like very well by um and he was so good in that movie yeah he Uh, was actually (laughs) what a loss yeah Uh, and like I thought I thought it was really good. I thought the ideas they had in it were, were cool. I liked how desolate everything was. Um, Christian Bale, despite his craziness, was good.
1: Yeah, see, to me, that's the best thing that came out of that whole movie was the yeah. memes of him uh, freaking out on that.
0: Sam Worthington, oh, remember when he was popular? He was uh, no, he was, no. he was. He was all right. Who's better in this than he was in Avatar?
1: I never understood um, why Sam Worthington was popular. I think he did better in Salvation than in Avatar, though. I'll give him credit. I thought he was pretty good in Salvation.
3: And I'm trying to think of who else was in that uh, movie that was good. I, I I always had a problem with his character in that movie, and like the entire his entire character line in that, starting with like you know Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. and that was like, yeah. it just seemed unnecessary in that. Why not? If you're going to do a movie about John Connor and that during the war and that, just focus on John Connor. Yeah, I thought that that.
0: too. Yeah, why focus on this part Terminator guy? And 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 again,
3: for me, this was continuing the thread
2: from three, which was this was a popcorn summer action flick. Like Mm -hmm. there was, it was, we have a marketable franchise. We'll take some kind, we'll take some characters, throw them, throw them all at a wall, see what sticks. And it was, it was, it's entertaining fluff for me. Um, yeah.
0: I wish that they kept the original oh. ending of the film. Um, so, in Oh, yes, this, that's right. In Go this ahead. version of the film, the one that was released, um, John Connor lives, right?
1: Mm-hmm. He, yeah, Christian Bale. Christian John Bale Connor.
0: Um, lives and uh, his heart gets replaced by a Terminator heart or something like that. I can't remember yeah.
3: Yeah. So Worthington's heart, you know, his, his, his like last kind of, it's like one of his last human appendages in that, but it's almost like his entire character line is basically. So he could give his heart to John Connor, but
0: originally he was supposed to replace John Connor at the end, which would have been way cooler. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that got meddled with. Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of meddling, then in uh, 2015, there was Terminator Genesis. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this. Um, I guess I just want to add a little comment. Um, If you actually go through the production side of all these films... It switched hands uh, almost, I think, every film. I I don't Mm -hmm. want you guys to quote me on that, but Salvation was actually meant to be the start of a trilogy. And of course, because Salvation did well, uh, Mm -hmm. it switched hands and then it went to Genesis and Genesis was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, if you haven't seen Genesis, it's basically they... Want to somehow mishmash all the movies together into some very complex uh, time travel uh, story. So, where Salvation just took us straight to the future and tried to tell us a story, you know, uh, in a slightly different setting, Genesis just wanted to somehow, I don't know, combine all the best elements and ended up kind of doing nothing.
0: Plus multiverses. Uh huh. Yes. Which, which I thought was n- neat, I guess. Sure. Because I think they were trying to bring in the idea that the other films were yes. still canon, but in different universes well
2: for me it just read as a we're gonna monkey about with this so much we don't want to really piss off the fans so (laughs) we'll give give the only x it was the cinematic equivalent of a wizard did it yeah (laughs) we're gonna just basically turn this into and get your bleep button ready we're gonna turn this into a cinematic bumblefuck yeah and Uh, hope that by uh, saying multiverse enough No one will get too angry with the franchise if this movie doesn't pan out well.
0: They did the worst thing in this movie and it was, they, they gave away the big plot twist that John Connor was a Terminator (laughs) in the trailers. Well, like, they did the same thing that?
1: with Salvation. They actually gave away that Sam Worthington
0: yeah.
3: was the Terminator. And they yeah, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but no one really cared about that movie. This one was like John Connor. John Connor. John Connor's yeah. the Terminator. Come on, yeah. man. Well, especially because
2: the guy they like the guy. I can't remember the name of the actor that played him in Genesis, but he looked Jason like the Clark. John Connor from yeah. the beginning of Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, he was, like he had the scarring and everything. So you're like, oh, it's John Connor. I could figure that out looking at it. Oh thanks trailer i guess i don't really need to spend the 20 bucks to watch this movie because you just gave me the big plot twist yeah it's It's like
0: that hobbs film that's coming out that fast and furious movie there's Uh, no reason for me to see that movie i saw it all in the trailer
1: i don't know i kind of i kind of want to watch it i still want to see it yeah but the whole trailer's there right
2: there's no reason to see that movie end of sentence (laughs) but things go boom drive car fast
0: yeah, this muscles fan.
2: Yeah, Jason Statham and The Rocket to be sassy at each other for an entire movie, and Il-Jus Elba was there too. Like,
0: <laughs> I know I like, I, it sounds that's awesome. a lot of sass. That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the series. Uh, I've only ever seen one in 4x. So I got snowed and 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 Pedon, I think, and all kinds of weird special effects happened to me. But nevertheless, I am kind of interested in this in this hot uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 4x theaters. They they shoot like air and, yeah. and smoke and all kinds of. Anyway, and
0: liquid. Uh, what Where's that liquid of? coming from, Steve? Where's that liquid uh, so coming Hawk, from?
3: What did you think of uh, Genesis? Oh my god, <laughs> I I've seen it once. Um, I still can't remember the plot line for it. it, it, it <laughs> so one. you know, I, I could be authors again. It was uh you know throw against the wall and see which sticks and that and oh you sure know, uh it was. You know what? It's when they have when they have to update the series to reflect like current society and that, and it's like now like Skynet mm. is, is social media and yeah, it's an I mean, app, right? Yeah. It, boo. Big boo from me. Yeah.
0: The, the the one thing about that upgrade that they did that was good was give uh, Skynet uh like it was sentient. I yeah. thought that was neat. I thought that 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 I, was the one good thing I liked about the movie. Yeah. I mean it was, I think, it was a doctor too. Matt Smith. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was Matt Smith. Yeah. I mean his yeah. his minor cameo almost almost makes it worth watching. I mean no, I think there's a potential. <laughs> there could have been a potential there where they could have made a really smart movie where they took this time war concept and like mm-hmm. and just just like did like an inception thing, right? Yeah. But they didn't quite pull that off. And and I I to me the biggest problem of the film is actually the casting. Because uh, I don't like Jason Clark in almost anything. I that's that's just a personal thing. Um I don't know why. Jai Courtney gets movies, is, yeah. <laughs> poor man, Sam Worthington. And I already, no, no, it's, it's, I already it's, it's, don't like Sam poor Worthington. Man
0: is Tom Hardy.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Well, in, in, in either the case, he, he's the the not good version of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, I didn't think Amelia Clark was, uh, cast properly. I, I, nice. I like I, nothing against her, but she just did not come across as a version of, um, of Sarah Connor. Like
2: I, I convinced she was she was thrown in there solely because she was really popular with Game of Thrones, and they knew yeah, that would draw course. the audience. Yeah, in, yeah. Which is you actually, But you can. It's fine if you write a cohesive, solid character for her, which they had the material for because Linda freaking Hamilton had played the character so many times. It's not hard to create a good character, and it just came out. It came out flat, and like she was just a, a prop in the movie. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will give Jai Courtney this. He was he was a good Captain Boomerang.
1: Yeah, well, that's because he got no. to actually be Australian. He got to mm-hmm. actually be Australian, so he got to have some fun, and you yeah. can tell he was having fun. So, yeah, he was the perfect, perfect uh, sure. Captain uh, uh, Boomerang. I I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. So, uh, just one last thing, I guess, before we leave the Terminator series behind, because uh, Dark Fate is coming out, and we'll see if James Cameron can uh, resurrect and continue and 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 bring back you know something that is good. Um, so I guess my question is, uh, what was it that got lost in these films? And I think, I guess Matt has already been talking about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess to me, for, I guess to start, I think it's the emotional investment. I think there was a certain mm-hmm. sort of focus on the, on the characters and somewhere along the line, they just got a little too, uh, yes. I guess, uh, confused. muddied, muddied. Well, yeah. But yeah, what, weird. what, what didn't work about these films and, and kind of made you kind of get sick of them?
2: Well, for me and Eric actually brought this up already. It, it really it happened with with three when you, you go from the like one and two it was both they were going back because they're trying to change something. Either they're trying to you know save save John Connor, kill John Connor, but he's the key to survival. So there's a sense of urgency and like they're, they're, we need to do this as soon as it gets to the. No matter what happens, the time is fixed. Nothing can change. It's all going to happen anyways then you lose the sense of personal urgency. It's like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what we do. It's going to end up the same anyway. So let's just do whatever. At yeah. that point, you're like, okay, I don't need to think about like, you don't need to think about ramifications. Like, you know, with, right. with two, when they meet Miles Dyson and they show him, mm-hmm. Hey, that thing you're working on with this tech you found, this is what it turns into. And you created this. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the man that destroys the world, the responsible for destroying the world gets to see what happens when he destroys the world. And you get that moment of clarity with the, like what happens if you go back in time and try to alter that and adjust it in such a way.
0: It's, yeah, it's an interesting yeah.
2: concept. And then, Oh, it's all going to be the same. It's all going to end up the same anyways. Who cares? Well, okay, exactly. But then the audience can sit there and go, <coughs> you're right. Who cares?
0: There was something weird, like starting with three and moving onwards where I didn't care about any of the characters. Yeah, yeah. Like none of them. We didn't like, we had been with the characters in two for one movie and I already felt more like you felt more for those characters in one. Like I feel more for Cal Reese than any of the characters since other than two. Um, And I don't know if that's the writing or because you got to stay with them more or just the acting was that good, but Mm -hmm. that was lost from three and four. There was, there was, I didn't care about anyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hawk. What what about
3: you? Um, Playing on Eric's point in that it's it's it has to do with like caring about the characters and that. And I think pretty much when you lost Cameron from the John, or you know, James Cameron from the directing and writing position and that, then like you know, I I think that's really where it starts to go downhill in that because he really made you care about those characters Mm -hmm. and that. Basically, Mm -hmm. like from where they start in that, or like you know, say like Kyle Reese in the first film and that, you know, being plunged into this world, he doesn't know, like literally naked and afraid, right, right, and, and struggling against that. And then, say in two, in that where we where we meet, like you, you know, Sarah, and that you know, who's in a mental hospital, and that you know, being pumped, you know, having drugs pumped into her, and in that you know, and then her having to fight through that, you know, and to get on the other side, you know, he forced you to really connect with the characters and that, and it's like we haven't really felt that kind of, you know, a forceful connection to them in that ever since. Mm-hmm. The
0: only other yeah. person that I connected to was Kyle Reese in Salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's because Anton Yelchin is just that Mm -hmm. good of an actor or Mm -hmm. he was that good of an actor
1: yeah yeah no I agree I think Yelchin was very good in that role and I was gonna say uh, yeah you guys have said it all I mean just you know like Matt you made me think of that scene where yeah Dyson's like you know watching him tear his arm off and yeah uh, yeah, no like you, you really feel the impact of uh, how far gone uh, Linda Hamilton is at that point because she just wants to kill him and you know and and the the scientists seeing you know like the results of his works um I really didn't care about Christian Bale in salvation no. <laughs> so no. I like yeah you're right anton Yelchin he was great Christian Bale mm-hmm. was like you know what if he lived or died at the end, <laughs> I really didn't care but,
2: but you know what it is for me I think it is like in the- I think Hawk brought this up is that once like with the first two movies, James Cameron wrote, like was the driving force behind it. He, it was his story to tell every movie after that. It was someone else telling his story, like telling a story that someone else like, so they don't have the personal investment because it's not, it's not like I have a story to tell. I want to tell the next chapter of that story. It's okay. We have to make this movie. So let's what, let's find some stuff that works and make a compelling movie, not tell a story.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. those movies that they like, you know what? I'm going to design this movie around three big set pieces and these are what yeah. they're going to be. We're going to get there somehow, but that's what they're going to be.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I think that about says it all. I mean, frankly, I think that's that yeah, that's why the series kind of lost its way. It, it just started to just kind of you know, meme itself. I guess I don't know mm-hmm. how else to put it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on to the next series, uh, we're going to talk about Alien or Aliens mm-hmm. or the Alien franchise. Sue, yeah. so, uh, starting with uh, Alien by Ridley Scott oh, in nineteen seventy nine, which was a science fiction horror uh, and uh, written by Dan O'Bannon. Um, so this was an interesting movie, I think, in that it it kind of uh, misled audiences by having a a male lead who ended up being a fake out uh, hero, but uh, also because uh, it was a combination of science fiction and horror. I mean, it It is is good in both of those aspects. Um, And uh, you know, uh, and obviously having the the genius uh, art direction of HR Giger, um, went on to basically create, uh, you know, 10,000, copycats and everything looks like geeker aliens to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I it's funny, uh, as a child, I shouldn't have seen it. And for some reason, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the movie because I knew I had actually seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I'm just going to skip real quick uh, to Aliens in 1986. Mm-hmm. That movie really stuck with me. And it's just sort yeah. of funny because the tone, of course, is completely different. Uh, mm-hmm. Aliens uh, by James Cameron. Um uh, you know, uh, much more of an, uh, an action, you know, uh, movie uh, set piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, um, they were t- after the success of Alien, uh, they wanted to make a sequel, and uh, there was like a loose script drifting around that uh, Cameron had actually gotten involved with, and they said uh, conditionally, if Terminator does well, we'll let you do Alien. <laughs> and there's a lot. This is where a lot of little tidbits are going to start to come in. Um, I wanted to point out. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein, she plays Vasquez in Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's also the mom, the foster mom yeah. in Premier Terminator Two. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And you, you would not be able to tell just based on her makeup. Yeah. But anyway, it's
0: the hair. You can yeah. tell from the hair. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean, her transformations. And this is also where we get a lot of uh, James Cameron pos- uh, cross-pollination as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, of course, uh, from the first Terminator movie, shows up in Aliens, and uh, Bill Paxson even, who had a very, very small mm-hmm. <laughs> role in <laughs> the first game. Um, he was amazing. <laughs> but, uh, and then, of course, Michael, uh, Michael Bane. Uh, mm-hmm. Interestingly, also, I found out uh, that James Remar originally was Hudson. And um, I think he got into some sort of a drug problem and they had to replace him with yep. Michael Dean at the last minute. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, all kinds of like interesting. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I remember there was uh, uh, Mike Michael Bain came in as a favor to Cameron because they needed a he needed a last minute guy. He's like, I, I got a guy. He's a really good. He was, you know, it's the guy yeah. from terminal. Like, yeah, bring him in.
1: Another another little thing I forgot to mention, but since uh, we're talking about uh, Lance uh, now, um, apparently when uh, James Cameron wanted to make Terminator, uh, the executives uh, didn't really get it. Like he mm-hmm. explained it to them, but the concept just wasn't really working for them. So he actually got uh, Lance Hendrickson to dress up in uh, a jacket and sunglasses and kick the door in on their <laughs> meeting with a shotgun and walk up Whoa. and like boot the table, and and that made them understand what Terminator was about <laughs> so unfortunately didn't get into the Terminator but <laughs> anyway um
2: I don't think it would have been the same movie if it was Lance Hendricks no, and Dominator.
1: No, no, <laughs> no. no but he but I mean his character in Aliens I mean you know mm-hmm. in, in well subsequent movies which we'll get to mm-hmm. so anyway uh so Alien and Aliens I'm really curious uh both films considered classics uh, I'll start with you Hawk. Which of these two movies is your favorite in the alien series? Oh,
3: that's tough because there's, they are very much two different films. Um, yeah. um I'm going to go with alien, the original, not cool. There's so like, uh, I've seen it, you know, like I don't know how many times and that even, even watching it recently. I, I was, I was impressed with the way visually it holds up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, fantastic art direction and the special effects department on that one. Um, I love the working class theme of it. And that, you know, that these people mm-hmm. in that who are out in space and that they're not scientists that, you know, they're not yeah. astronauts. They're, they're miners. and that, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, they're more concerned about their, you know, their, you know, the dividends on the, on, on their end and that, you know, from this mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other, other than anything else. Um, yeah. What else? in Not um, just, let's see. Um, Ian Holmes' character yeah. in the film, and that you know where he starts, you know this one mm-hmm. place, and that like by and by the mm-hmm. end, you see what he really is, and that uh, just like mm-hmm. you know a cog of the company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's
1: terrifying when he starts to go.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, re- <laughs> I remember I, I wrote a pe- I wrote a bit about that in, in university, and that uh, we were doing this uh, you know a, a reading film course, and that and uh, Alien came up, in that and um, uh, the themes of like you know. uh... Just basically how, you know, women in film and that, you know, and like, you Mm -hmm. you know, he was kind of like this, uh, he's a really, he's a very kind of a a chauvinist misogynist kind of character. in Uh, the scene with the magazine, I don't know if anybody really remembers in that, you know, when he's forcing the magazine. Yeah, kill her with a magazine. Yeah, it's a pornographic magazine. He's trying to kill her. Oh, with. Okay. yeah, yeah, because he grabs it from the one of the bunks, and you can see all the kind of girly, you know, pictures around the bunk and oh, that. Yeah. But very, mm-hmm. you know, it's like there was a there was a lot of like layered themes to it and that that a lot, you know that that bore out over the years and that you know it's it, it mm-hmm. wasn't a popcorn flick, even though uh, even though it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very deep, very layered, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's still talked about today, and this is why everybody keeps going back to the well, trying to, you know, yeah, emulate that success. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Erica, which one
1: of those two is number your
0: favorite? two? Number it was nine. the first movie I saw, Aliens. Um, I saw it when I was seven. <laughs> uh, or Six or seven. Um, I was definitely too young. I saw it on the first big screen TV that I've ever like. Mm-hmm. My, my uncle had one of those big ass projection TVs oh, yeah, um, wow. when I was younger. Um, he was a doctor, so he's rich. Nice. Uh, so I watched that way too late and way too young, and then I pretty much have watched it every year since. Um, I love that movie. Um, there's. I remember seeing. It, I remember it was the first widescreen VHS I bought back in like 1994. And it was like a big ass cassette and it had this special thing. I bought it in New York City. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. There, there's something about the the Colonial Marines that James Cameron just got right. And yeah. that, that whole, the feeling of like I love the isolation of Alien One and the mm-hmm. it just hunting everyone. Like it was that idea that we get in Terminator One, right? Where this mm-hmm. this unstoppable force. Is just unstoppable force.
3: Yeah. Uh, Alien with, two brought with, with people stop. who were not prepared to yeah. you know, to fight against it. Exactly. But
0: Alien two was this like look, these marines that seemed unstoppable and then this unending mm-hmm. horde of yeah. aliens that just kept on coming and coming. And right. Just, like it seemed perilous and that idea was amazing. Plus I I remember seeing it on TV back in like the mid nineties and it had this turret scene that I'd never seen. Oh yeah. Oh, I love love the turret scene. So when that came out on Blu-ray or DVD a couple of years ago, I was just like, yes, finally I get that. Um, yeah, yeah
1: that's right the now. special edition and uh apparently that's yeah the executives uh cut 16 minutes because they thought the movie was too long and of course these mm-hmm. days nobody watches the original cut because the, oh, yeah. the, the, the the special edition or director's cut or whatever you want to call it it is just a better movie i mean yeah, the, the scenes yeah. That they cut out are not mm-hmm. vital but they do mm-hmm. add so much you know the, like, the, the idea
0: of perilous um that them being like oh yeah we can do this and seeing that those bullets are just yeah. and the aliens are just still coming yeah man the the look of desolation and that's when um what was his name bill paxton it's just like nope this is i'm noping out of this guys yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh i know their, their fate being determined by basically an led readout and not, yeah it's you know, yeah. getting lower and lower so and attention. And I, I
0: remember when you see them the first time they're all these macho people and they're like yeah we can take oh, yeah. on anything yeah. and just see them like being like we're gonna die. We're all gonna die. Game over, man. Game over. I was just like, Why
3: don't you put her in charge, man? <laughs> and
0: then seeing Ripley just become remember, in the first one, she was she was very strong, right? Yeah. Um, but she was still running. This this right. movie, she like strapped in and was like, I'm mm-hmm. going after them. Yeah. I'm gonna do my yeah. thing. And well, she yeah. she
1: starts off quite terrified, in fact, yeah. right? I mean, she yeah. doesn't like so she has that arc, you know, and and that's you know, I think that's what makes the movie even more compelling. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, uh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, and it builds on a lot of the themes of the first one. Like you get the idea of um, corporate interference, right? They had the right. the ship in the first one, but this one we had like an executive there that was yeah. just like crapping on everything they're doing. Oh, man, and man, was- played
2: so well by Paul Reiser.
0: Paul Reiser very good in that movie.
1: It, it, interesting casting choice because most people might not realize, but he was uh, it was a sitcom comedian at that time, yeah. right? I mean, we all knew about him from what Mad About You was. Yeah, that Mad
0: joke? About
2: Mad About You was I think right
1: around the time of that, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and 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 for him to play like against type like that so well yeah. too, I mean, he's the most despicable corporate character I think anyone. If you had to make a list, it, it was not.
0: It was six years before uh, Mad About You. Mad oh, About You was, 1992. But, he was oh, okay. yeah. but
1: he was still a comedian though. At he was a comedian, of, yeah. But he um,
2: still had some choice lines in that. Like, what are we gonna do now, man? I don't know. Grab marshmallows, sing "Kumbaya."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's one of the big things. Uh, if, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Matt. I, I, oh, I think okay. the the lines, uh, the quotability, uh, starts mm-hmm. to really kick in with uh, Aliens, and yes. the, that's definitely one of the strong points. Uh, so, Matt, uh, which of the two is your favorite?
2: Uh, I, I'm going to go with Eric on this. I I, I I saw both of them. Aliens was was my favorite, and. My introduction to it was back in the day, we had a good old trusty Commodore 64. Uh, and uh, we yes. had, we, I had Aliens the video game, which was a nightmare because I can never get past the first level, which was just piloting the dropship onto the planet. <laughs> it's <hard. laughs> it, was, it took me <laughs> 10 years to get past that
0: level. <laughs> It's like Top Gun on NES.
2: And then I finally beat it. I'm like, wow, cool. I already know what I was just... I wanted to see what happened in the rest of the game. The rest of the game was disappointing, but that first level, awesome. But yeah, the movie... (laughs) Alien was good because it had this very claustrophobic feel to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
2: Aliens, I don't know, for some reason, it was strange because all the sets seemed... Like, all the hallways were very wide and there was not... Aside from that one sequence in the the air ducts... Right. Everything was sort of very open, but it still felt claustrophobic even in these open spaces
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
2: now just because of the nature of the fact that you know these things are hiding these it's not this thing not a thing on the ship it's we don't know how many things are on this and they can hide in plain sight Yeah. yeah it just gave that that terror where you're like you can see a wall and you have no idea if anything is going to pop out of that wall and it does Yeah, when the
1: walls come to life. Yeah, that
2: is yeah. So
0: there's amazing. so many sci-fi tropes that came from yep. this movie. Absolutely. And yeah. like the motion detectors. Oh mm. man. Yeah. How yeah. many movies have used that? Sense, that sense? And it
2: also because we mentioned this earlier it does have a, a phenomenal little Easter egg that I'm, I don't know if people know about the um, the line where you're introduced to Vasquez. Uh-huh. And uh, camera, I think it's I think it's Bill Paxson has the you know You know, know, they said we're hunting aliens. Vasquez heard illegal aliens and signed up. (laughs) One of the joke was the actress, when she went to audition, thought the movie was about illegal aliens. So she came dressed up as a Mexican immigrant and threw the accent on.
1: Wow. Not knowing that. that
2: it was a sequel to Alien. So Cameron wrote that line in for Bill Paxton to throw in because he thought it was so funny.
1: That's brilliant. I didn't know that.
2: Um so that was the because <laughs> that's like cuz like you said when she's in Terminator 2 she doesn't have the accent that you hear her have in that because he, Vasquez was supposed to be a male a male role as well too. This supposed to be an all male team and oh, he sure. was so impressed by her character that she came in with that had nothing to do with the movie. He's like I got to put her in this movie. That's fantastic. And, and change the gender of that, Va- which again, also is the Vasquez. They I mean, mistaken you for a man. No, if they mistaken you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so many good lines. So, yeah. And, you know,
2: they had all, all these little jokes around that? that character. And again, it was the, it was the character that really like, you, again, you have this, you know, one woman in, in this team of men yeah. that are out to kill these, And she literally has the biggest, you know, the yeah, biggest, the biggest gun, gun of all yeah. of them. And is the one that, is never scared by what they're fighting. Yeah, she's like, screw it. I have a job
1: to do. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. No, no. That that was. She. That's amazing. I had no idea about that. I mean, yeah. she ended up becoming such an important character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, I wanted to add uh, another side story. Uh, apparently, uh, the um, the company didn't really want Sigourney Weaver. Um, they were okay with doing another Alien movie, but they they had a a sort of a pay dispute with her and they also didn't feel that, uh, that women really came out in droves to watch the first film. So they were like, well, that's not going to work. Let's just go back to a male lead, you know? And uh, Cameron uh, fought for her and said, no, I need her. And uh, you know, we're going to have her no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how she ended because she, she wanted to do the movie, but uh, the studio didn't want her. And uh, so I'm I'm Mm -hmm. glad that worked out too. Yeah. yeah, well, because he wanted the He wanted. Studio.
2: To, well, he, Cameron knew that she was the through line between the movie. And if you don't have the through line between films, then it's just. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't want to create a popcorn franchise. He wanted to still make him. He still wanted to have a movie with substance, which he definitely got.
1: Right. Um, so uh, I also agree. I think for me, uh, Alien, the difference for me is that I have to be in the right uh, mood for it. Um, they're both amazing movies, of course, but, uh, but aliens I could watch anytime. And I think it really is, um, it's, it's the age I saw it at because Mm -hmm. I probably was too young and, uh, See all those like uh, those tough characters and all the swearing and all those great lines. It's just I could just listen to an audio track of the entire film yeah. and I. It's just amazing. And actually, this brings up something I wanted to uh, bring uh, Eric into uh, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. It's one of the most used soundtracks for aliens. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. for trailers. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, James Horner um, was uh, really. Uh, he had a really bad time writing the music for aliens uh, because yeah. at that time, James Cameron didn't quite know how to work with composers. And, <laughs> and he, like when he came, he pretty much expected the film would be ready, you know, mm-hmm. so that he could actually score it and they yeah. were totally not done. They kept making yeah. changes. So he had a, he had a really horrible time and he ended up like not sleeping for two days just to get like that last scene done. And, and then he got nominated uh, <laughs> for, yeah. for his soundtrack. But, uh, but, yeah, he had a really, really bad time writing that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I actually, I, yeah, I was, uh, Erica. I know, to me, like, that is one of the best movie soundtracks, in, in, you know, for an action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to where it kind of starts to fall apart a
2: little <laughs> oh, bit. Uh, oh. I
1: don't really want to go too much into these, but you guys mm-hmm. can stop me if there's things you like. So uh, after 1986's Aliens, they had Alien 3, Alien Cubed, Nineteen ninety-two. I don't really have anything to say about this one. Does anybody want to comment?
3: I think I think it's 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 an un, it's kind of underrated. You know, definitely sure. not as good as the first two in that. But it's mm. it, there was definitely a lot. You know, that was actually quite good mm. about it. You know, uh, it,
2: uh, yeah, it introduced some interest. I mean, it some interesting themes because we would seen the xenomorphs right. inhabit humans up to this point. This is the first time you see it inhabit a non-human. Yes, suit. that's true. That's and you true. see, and you get to see the physiological changes that then occur when it, you know, inhabits a dog versus a human. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a biped. It moves faster. It has different capabilities, which was kind of interesting because you sort of expect it's this stock, you know, it's a guy in a suit. Well, this time it wasn't a guy in a suit, and it was a, it was interesting. To see creepy that.
0: little puppet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it was nice um, going back to the idea of one alien hunting a bunch of people. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, but in a bigger, mm, not really a bigger. But it seemed like a bigger area. Yeah, you know the ship was probably much bigger. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think yeah, I think there was like some ideas there, but I think the problem with Alien Three kind of goes back to what went off the rails with Terminator, and that's mm-hmm. there were characters that we cared about at the end of Aliens, and for them mm-hmm. to just slaughter them at the yeah. beginning of Alien Three and hit the reset button, I think that's what. Uh, just There's no weird. way around that. How you do you kill two?
0: Two like they were Sweet. a family at the end of two, yeah. right? And you well, can't have that two thirds of that family before. And I mean, okay,
2: Hicks. Yes, it's that's unfortunate, but that it can happen. You don't kill
3: Newt, though. That's yeah. just like, oh, that was Newt, you man. know. I know, but I mean, the girl, the girl who played her obviously aged out, and that uh, you know, uh, sure. Uh, but yeah. I mean. At the same time, like don't you,
0: you know what you could have done? You could have had the the sleeping thing broken and she aged instead of been yeah. in sleep, right? Yeah.
1: Well, they could have just had like Sigourney Weaver's capsule somehow get separated from the rest, you know, and just continue it that way instead of killing them off, yeah. right? Just give people hope, right? I don't know. Or
2: I mean you follow the storyline, it's like, oh, you know, they, they cause they put the embryos in all of them and sure. They took the girl because they want to look after her and they didn't give a crap about uh yeah. Ripley, so you leave her on the prison planet or whatever nonsense, doesn't matter.
1: I, I do think that's the fundamental problem, though. I think people fell in love with the characters. They really, yeah. they were already into Sigourney Weaver after the first movie, and then into three or four. I mean, technically, Lance Hendrickson survived the, the second movie too, sure. and uh, and then they all get you know, I, I mean, she actually kills him in the third movie. I forgot about that. And, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it, it was just it was just an awful tragedy all mm-hmm. around. And also, from what I understand, this was uh, David Fincher, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, uh, it's
3: his de- his debut as a director. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and he uh, they, the studio messed with. Him so much that he uh, he refuses to come back to do a director's cut because he was so sick of them by the end of it. So yeah. he had a bad time, and yeah, the studio messed with that movie as well. So, all right, but, well,
2: but it did have like there was some really good casting in that film. Sure, mm, Charles I, Dan- Charles dance as the doctor. Charles dance, Charles S. Dutton, Like they had a lot of phenomenal yes. character actors surrounding her, and they I, again they did phenomenal casting with it. It was just the movie felt it felt almost formulaic by the time they got into it. It's like, okay, yeah, we don't believe, okay, we don't believe Ripley. Then you see the xenomorph burst out and no one believes her. Now they're all going to start getting killed off. Now we have to band together and find a way to kill it. Yada, yada, yada. It it felt very alien by numbers.
0: Yeah.
1: Very, Mm. very derivative, but not in a useful way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's sad because William Gibson wrote a different script. Mm. Um, which had you know Hicks and all those people in it, and mm-hmm. it didn't get produced. They thought it was going to be too expensive. Sure. Uh, <laughs>
3: um, yeah. Well. What about, that's... What about Ripley being uh, infe- infected in this one? Oh yeah. You
2: know, like honestly, it, it was it was irritating, but it was one of those. I kind of, as I watched, I'm like, okay, but this is a good way to kind of. It brought the whole series full circle, and it closed it out. Because mm-hmm. at, sure. at the end, she ultimately, it's a queen. She knows, she knows the queen and she makes a choice to sacrifice herself and kind of destroy because I mean by that point the planet had been wiped out this was the last chance yep. of it moving on if she destroys it it ends the series, it ends the cycle and it kind of gives you closure to it even if it wasn't the closure we wanted it yeah. still gives closure and that's I'm okay with
0: that. Plus yeah. we got to see Wayland which is a name that we had heard since yes. the movie. That's true, and yes. It being played by Lance Harrison was also amazing. Yeah. You know? Knowing that those angels were modeled after someone,
1: yeah,
2: so cool. That was that was a cool little Easter
1: egg, yes, for sure. Yeah, that that was a good use of him. I I think. Um, I don't know if anyone else has anything else to say. Um,
0: I have nothing to say about the rest of this series after this movie. Yeah, I I, kind of
1: want to kind of just rush through at this point because honestly, like you know, going off of what Matt said, it was it was a good place to stop Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. know everybody's dead, and then they pull. Alien resurrection in 1997 out of their butts. What are we talking
0: about? There was no no resurrection movie.
2: No, no, no. Here's I'm gonna I will I will stand in defense of resurrection on one on one count. Okay. Two counts. It's a Joss Whedon movie, which a lot of people (laughs) don't remember. Barely. Sure. (laughs) But if you watch Resurrection. Uh Uh-huh either right before or right after you watch a little series he did called Firefly. Oh no. It's the same characters. It's true. It's true. The the actual pirate crew. Yes. You can see the groundwork for the characters that ultimately became this crew of the Serenity. There's definitely little bits and pieces of them all there, which was kind of cool. It was cool to see. I, I didn't like it as an alien movie. It's for me, uh, it's my mindless, I want to watch a mindless action comedy.
1: Flex. Oh, action comedy, I
2: guess. I mean, well, no, <laughs> it, that movie, I think that movie's hilarious, whether it means to be or not. I think it's yeah. hilarious.
1: Well, I think the director. Had a yeah he he had a very different approach to it and, and so yeah I guess there is because that's the director did Amelie right
3: oh yeah he had a few uh, films like I know like my 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 student friends were like obsessed with like the City yeah. of Lost Children and that uh, right. right. movie that movie. is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah uh, so there's
1: a magical outer worldly quality
2: yeah.
3: yeah exactly yeah it's
2: it's not a good <laughs> Aliens film by any stretch of the imagination but it's kind of cool to watch Proto Firefly. Right meets alien, and for yeah. me that that's all it was because I mean the, the casting was not great, like you. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, Sigour- I, know. Sigour- I
0: thought the casting was good. I just don't think the script was. They, uh, they yeah. meddled with the uh, Joss's script so much that it was sure. just like, the bare bones. Like these people are by name more or less. You had right. Ron, I mean Ron
2: Perlman. Ron Perlman is is Ron always Perlman. good. Ron Perlman's Ron Perlman. You know he's going to be good. Yeah. But I can't remember the name of the actor. The dude from. CSI, uh, not CSI. The, the, the dude from The Crow. Okay. Oh, uh, I, know, captain, I know the one you mean. Yeah, he was in The Crow. Uh, Sir Guy Gisborne from Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. Isn't Michael Brad Wincott? That Wincott. It's Michael yes. Wincott, Wincott. Thank yeah. you,
3: Eric. Yeah.
2: I always the guy remember. always talks like this every time he does a movie. <laughs> we also had Brad Dorff
0: in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Dorf in this movie. Brad Dorf, yeah, Brad Dorff. Yeah. He was yeah, he was great. so spineless in this movie. So it was creepy. Always, so always creepy. That's what you get when you hire Chucky.
2: It was cool to watch him do the little the face mimic with the, yeah. with the alien. That was kind of cool to watch.
1: <laughs> well, he's he's so underrated. He's like, he's great in the little scenes yeah. they give him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess another little factoid for the Josh Whedon Firefly connection. In Firefly, there's uh, there's a display screen on a uh, on a gun at some point that has the Wayland yutani logo in it. So yeah. Firefly yeah. aliens, you know, multiverse confirmed. But. Mm-hmm. um... Cinematic Universe confirmed. But yeah. uh, anyway, I, I, okay, that's. All right, let, let's move on. Um, yeah, that was, all, that, that went, was yeah, for me. After they went into the far future to try to drag out and milk Alien for, for all it was worth, uh, in 2012, and, and I'll save the AVP movies for later, mm. uh, Ridley Scott, the creator and our only hope, came back and made Prometheus, and then he made Alien Covenant. Now, I don't really want to talk about these movies because it's getting a little long. Um, I, I just think. Uh, okay. All right. Let me just put. Okay, I'll put it out there. At what point in this this line of movies did did you just did you realize that the franchise needed to die and 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 and, and why? Uh, Hawk. Uh, go ahead.
3: Um. Probably the end of Prometheus. Um, <laughs>
1: okay.
3: Because you know. Oh, that my, we uh, you know years ago when our kids and I always just talked about our friends about like the you know the backstory with alien and <laughs> that how that ship that they discovered and that was sure. probably like a warcraft and like the aliens themselves were like a biological weapon that they were yeah, using yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there was obviously some sort of accident in that and I'm <sighs> I'm guessing that the end of Prometheus was supposed to be like, you know, the beginning of alien and the years and years later, but it was it, supposed it, to be yeah. It, it's, yeah. but the timeline just doesn't sync because like, you know, in seven, in like, you know, in the first alien movie, they came across a mummified corpse of the, of the, of the pilot, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, which would have taken what centuries to,
1: yeah, to it was mummify. petrified. Yeah. yeah. It
3: was petrified, you know, yeah. plus it had its chest was burst open, obviously indicating that, you know, whatever happened, it wasn't, it had gotten infected while it was, you know, piloting the damn ship. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, from that point, he stupid, threw a stupid movie. Yeah. He, <laughs> he he threw off his own. Method. <sighs> yeah.
2: Uh, hey, um, <clears throat> I, I, I went and saw Prometheus against my better judgment. Did we see it together? We did.
0: Okay, this movie we I did. was so angry at it,
2: and and then I I watched Covenant. <laughs> I, I bootlegged Covenant because I wouldn't give them my money, uh so I stole <sighs> it online. I don't care. I'll admit it. And <laughs> the, between the two movies, they were what about two hours a piece each, give or take. Let's say
0: I think they were like almost three. weren't they like 2 oh, and a half? very
2: long.
1: Both. We'll say two earth. and a
2: half. So about five hours combined. Ugh. I've, I've never spent five hours watching a writer, Jack himself off. on
0: <laughs> I agree with this.
2: But really? It was really, it was really, it was literally Ridley Scott going, I know so much more than you. I'm going to stroke <sighs> myself off and show you how smart I am. Mm-hmm. But, but he- and then, and then not actually answer any questions that I had created. He's literally an- supposed to be answering the questions to a story that he'd created and they okay. didn't do that and then gave us more questions and then didn't give us the answers. And then at the end of it, no one really cared. And they just pretended like they never happened.
0: You know how um there's that whole thing about the high, high art of horror? Like we hate that term. We were talking about elevated that horror. Elevated horror. This was yeah. his attempt at elevated sci-fi. Like he wanted it to be an art form of sci-fi. And it just turned out being like so muddied and so bad. Like you see this big thing run running at like falling on you you don't run that way, like you run, where it's yeah. gonna fall, you uh, run to the yeah. sides where it's not gonna be. Like people are so <laughs> stupid in these movies. They're yeah. scientists yeah. and they're so yeah.
2: dumb. If you want to do so elevated angry. sci-fi, do a Philip K. Dick book. Don't try to prove how smart you are. <sighs> to uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's not let's not dwell on this. I I mean for me, I'll just say one thing. I I because I, I could go on and on too. But yeah, yeah. The, two, the two new Ridley Scott movies. And oh, by the way, after the uh, the Fox uh, acquisition by Disney. Uh, Disney has uh, put out that they will still continue with aliens and Ridley Scott claims he does have his script ready for alien awakening the sure. show dates on that but anyway uh, yeah my biggest problem I mean there's so many and we could go do a whole thing on it uh, it's just everybody everybody's stupid and and you can't you can't get behind these characters because they're all so dumb right yeah. and and that's I mean amongst all the other problems with all these drawn out alien movies, Uh the bottom line is the original alien and aliens had a certain sense of mystery or focus Mm -hmm. on its main characters. And that got completely diluted, uh, by the end of this, this long stream. And so, yes, I I don't want to see any more alien movies. I don't care about alien awakening. Uh, let's move on. Okay. So the last (laughs) series thankfully has, well, we're going to rush through. (laughs) So predator. Okay. So here's some funny uh, tidbits, predator, 1987. Um, after, uh, during uh, some discussions uh, around the time of Rocky four, there was a, ju- a joke circulating that uh, since Rocky Bal- Balboa had run out of, uh- uh, earthly opponents, uh, that he'd probably have to fight an alien for his uh, fifth opponent. This was just like, just something that people were always laughing at. And, uh, screenwriters, uh, Jim and John Thomas actually took inspiration from this joke. And that's kind of where the printer <laughs> was born. Now there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff. It was originally called Hunter. Um, but, uh, another fun tidbit is, uh, the, um, uh, the alien, uh, the the hunter was originally actually played by Jean Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and uh, he was in this really goofy kind of bug suit, and uh, mm-hmm. it looked really bad, and yeah. he wasn't enjoying it, and it just it didn't work. Um, another little connection. Uh, so when that got booted, uh, Schwarzenegger was like, well, you know, I know a guy, Stan Winston, you know, he worked with me, you know, uh, from Terminator and, uh, and James Cameron and all that. Uh, maybe, you know, he can redesign the Predator for you real quick. And mm-hmm. so they got Stan Winston, uh, you know, the genius behind all the good movies <laughs> that we just talked about, uh, to d- design the Predator at the last minute. And it was actually James Cameron who was on a flight with Stan Winston mm-hmm. who recommended The Mandibles. Yeah. for the Predator design. So it, it all comes full circle. Um, another a little thing that people might not know is the Predator voice uh, was actually done by uh, Peter Cullen, uh, Optimus Prime.
0: Uh,
1: so, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Predator, I think, kind of connects with everything else we've been talking about. I think one of the things that makes it really cool is the fact that it is uh, like aliens, it has uh, able uh, victims, like that commando team are so badass, right? They're not, they're nothing to to laugh at. And then they get systematically hunted down. And that's, I think what drives most of the, you know, the the intrigue of it. Plus there's sort of like a, like a a commando military movie kind of, you know, that someone gets overtaken by a sci-fi horror by the end. So it's sort of an interesting process. Um, So that was the good one. Now, when I started this whole discussion, I was looking at this list of movies and I realized there were only five good movies, maybe we can argue about that and there were 12 other movies (laughs) across these three franchises which generally are considered bad so i don't know uh let's just put it out there what about predator is the thing that you guys like the most uh hawk
3: uh let's see this i was obsessed with this film when i was a kid um yeah the creature design you know at the end and that and the fact that they waited so long in that at the you know to like draw it out and that yeah is clo- it's 40 minutes it's it's this cool. cloak monster yeah this cloak yeah. monster in that All you see is just basically like a you know it's just a shadow in the jungle in that. They,
2: and that like, well, you know, he used the jaws principle on it where it's like yeah. you, what you don't see is way more terrifying than what you do see yeah and then when you
3: finally do see it it is so oh. terrifying yeah yeah yeah, you know, big up for the creature design. Uh, like, uh, they totally went in the right direction on that, especially with uh, uh, Kevin Peter Hall and that. Uh, you know, with like, you know, yeah. you know, having having this thing like seven feet tall and just yeah. tower, towering yeah, over Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, all those macho guys. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're yeah. nothing,
3: nothing compared to this thing. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I was you know, and at, at that time, you know, that was Schwarzenegger at the height of his success. Really, yes. I, I think. You know, and you know the fact that they could throw him into this movie and that it and it stands alone as a as a as a great Schwarzenegger movie and mm-hmm. as a great science fiction movie in that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, Matt. Uh...
3: Um, you know what? I, again,
2: this was I saw this movie probably way too young. I remember seeing this. I think a year or so after it came out in theaters and it was on VHS. I remember convincing my parents of, to like, no, me and my buddies, we're gonna have a sleepover. Can we watch this movie. She's like, uh, they're like, okay, sure not knowing what it was about at all. And we were just like, this is awesome. (laughs) And they're like, well, we can't stop it now, but yeah, Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought it was great. It was, I mean, again, yeah, it's like you're watching a, like a American war film that turns into a sci-fi horror film halfway through, uh, with freaking Jesse, the body Ventura as one of the command and that I'm sorry, that role just,
1: was glorious. I All mean, those guys like, were amazing. Carl Weathers.
2: You know. Some of us have turned you into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I was like, good lord! Like, I still remember that line because it makes me giggle. So I'm like, oh, Jesse Ventura, what are you doing? Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a classic movie. Love it. Brilliant film.
1: Yeah, Eric. Uh, what, do you,
0: what did are I you, love about this film? Yes, it was. It's pretty much what going off of what Hawk said. The character design and yeah, just the. Uh, the, the whole atmosphere of the thing. It felt like they took Alien and Aliens and put it together and yeah, so made this movie. Yeah. So, the Marines of Aliens and yeah. then Alien from the first one, and then just like the, yeah, the idea atmosphere. Were, yeah, the reveal was cool because um, you see him with the helmet first, and then you get a second reveal later. Yeah. He does yeah. the yeah. mandible thing. And it's like, this movie is just so cool. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it was. It felt like it was just a cool movie. Yeah.
2: There was yep. one other thing I almost forgot to mention, and it's it sounds really weird, but just in my, you know, preteen going into teenage mind at the time. It was this is the first movie where I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger be smart. Oh, sure. You know mm. what I mean? Like with the whole like it senses heat, so he covers himself in mud. Yeah. You know, the guns aren't working, so he uses like he literally rigs booby traps. And it was for me, it was one of those like you Action films, it's you shoot at the bad guy, the bad guy shoots at you. Whoever yep. shoots better wins. Yep. And it was the first time I saw someone be smart in a movie, like tactically smart. Yeah. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger who was not notorious. Well, it was not known for his yeah. intellectual
1: capacity. Yeah, it was just brute force, yeah.
2: So it was kind of cool to see this big brute of a guy like outwit something that he couldn't see.
1: But I think I think that's part of it is, is that it, it because it transitioned into a horror movie and, and a good one at that, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not... Yeah, he's he's not a dumb protagonist, which is a mark of a bad horror movie, right? Yeah, so that's how you
2: know this this guy leads an elite team because he has to, because he's the smart one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, everybody in this movie is capable and, yeah. uh, and that that's consistent through the whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess very quickly for me, I, I think the dialogue is just amazing. I mean, it just has this realness about it. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in a, you know, a special forces unit, but you <laughs> really feel just, uh, you know, from all the exchanges that, uh, that they know each other and they can rely on each other and they, they are just these, these tough, you know, bro force guys. Right. And, uh, and also, uh, very, <laughs> very quickly, the the, the Predator himself also has, has no explanation. And I like I think this is one of the reasons that the films that follow fail because you don't need to know that much about it. You just mm-hmm. need to know that he's this force, right? But yeah. nevertheless, he has all this cool technology. Again, you don't need to explain it. It just, no. it just works, right? Yeah. You know, the little gun follows his head, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't need someone to like lay out how, how it all, all works. Mm-hmm. It just works. Yeah. And, and, and it's so the movie is just smart, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the lack of information. Yeah, yeah. Um, Provides so uh, so obviously they had to make more uh, <laughs> so that was in 1987 uh, and then uh, in 1990 they made Predator two mm-hmm. um, and then well I'll just list these off real quick and then we can talk about them then in uh, two 2004 they made Aliens versus Predator because oh. of a joke at the end mm-hmm. of Predator two yeah and then in 2007 they made Aliens versus Predator yeah. Requiem. And then in 2010, (laughs) they made Predators. Yay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then in 2018, last year, which was my vote for the worst movie of 2018, (laughs) The Predator.
0: No, that movie is so stupid. It's so stupid. All right. Well, I'll start with you, Eric.
1: Uh, Where (laughs) in this series of movies did you decide that the Predator series should die?
0: Alien versus Uh, Predator. No, oh, you know what? Nice. I didn't like it. Predator 2. I thought it was sort of hokey, but sure. there were some good bits. Mm-hmm. I like Denny Glover. Uh, Glover. Yeah. He's a good actor. Um, yes. I thought that Alien vs. Predator thing at the end of um, Predator 2 was cool. It sure. was yeah. as a what? Yeah, 12-year-old or whatever. Early you
1: cinematic know? universe suggestion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and they had talked about it in the comic books and stuff, yeah. right? They had touched upon yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So when Alien versus Predator came out, and, like, no. we were also very excited about it because of the video games that were so yep. cool. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, in the comics. Yeah. And then it,
0: it it was so bad. Like there was nothing redeeming about that film. That the action sequences weren't even that cool. Um.
1: Yeah. And of course, I mean they tried to mimic all these other films, you know, yeah. by having this like yeah. crew, but we didn't care
0: about any of the bloody characters. And yeah. like they were teenage predators uh, doing their teenage yeah. right of like, oh my God, it was
2: so stupid. Oh, cool. So they're predators, but they're ineffectual because they aren't
0: experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, oh, and there's an aliens the that
1: have been on Earth for a hundred years anyway, so
0: and then the yeah. second Alien versus Predator came out and it didn't even make sense. And I was just like, what is going on? Why did I see this movie? That, that movie? I am
2: convinced that movie was based off of, you know, what would be cool if we put an alien and a predator together, what would happen? No one cares.
0: No. When they, oh my God, it was so dumb. <laughs> uh, but then predators came out and it was alien. such a redeeming thing. Cause it felt like the first one, but set on a different planet. And yeah. then predators were a menace again. Like they were like yeah. It was actually them getting hunted, mm-hmm. which was cool. Mm-hmm. And then, despite you telling me not to see The Predator, <laughs> I watched oh, that movie. It told you. And it I didn't I listen. I, I think I had to watch it over the course of three days just because yeah. I was like, no, I can't deal with this movie. Yeah. I'm turning it off. It's so dumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. was so dumb the it, whole time. It, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I was messaging you the whole time. I was like, why, what, why did they do it? What? What is going on? Why is this happening? No, what? You know what, what happened um, to that character? Why did that really, kid
2: off that house? <laughs> if you want a good chuckle, <laughs> go onto YouTube and look up any interview that Keegan Michael Key has about that movie, because you you can watch his brain try to find something positive to say that's not going to tank him like tank him with the studio. But you could tell he's just like, this was a paycheck. They threw a bunch of money at me, and I'm going to do it because it's a paycheck.
0: What's sad is that all these actors were really good in yeah. The Predator. Yeah. Like they're, oh, yeah. they're good actors. It was just so bad.
2: I think they all and, were hoping that it would be a lot better than it was, and then they're like, by the time they got into it, they're like, well, screw it. It's a paycheck.
1: Well, it's got Shane Black in it. I mean, he, he he helped write the first film. He was yeah. in the first film. Yes. So. Yeah.
0: He hasn't done anything good in years. His <laughs> Kiss Bang Bang was his last good film. Yeah. <laughs> Even The Good Guys was not that great. Iron it was alright. Right. three. I hated Iron Man. (laughs) I know. Oh man, this is, this is a deep dive
2: for previous episodes where we talked yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Oh my uh, yeah. Actually,
0: I was going to say
1: uh, with AVP that which is what killed it for Eric. You know, we'll have, do a future episode on on a uh, a, a Fox executive who was responsible largely for ruining about ten years <laughs> oh of movies, God. but we'll save that for later. Uh, Hawk, uh, any thoughts about when Predator sort of needed to die for you?
3: Uh, I was actually kind of a fan of uh, Predator Two, especially you know, you yeah. especially you know. I was in love with the first movie and that and it's like I, I think you know given what they had they did a pretty good job with the second movie yeah <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that future where it's like Los Angeles is just this you know terrifying war zone yeah. <laughs> it was, like, pro- was it like 1990s or was it yeah, like 2001 it or something to, I think it was supposed to be 1999 <laughs> that it was set in so yeah. it was pretty much accurate. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Voodoo yeah, drug lords. Yes.
3: Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, just like, you know, Dominicans and it's like, you know, Haitian drug lords and that and the cops, you know, these overworked cops and that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a, pre- it was, it, you know, obviously it lacked the charm of the first film and that, you know, but uh, you know, it, it, it was by no means like a horrible movie in that. So it, you know, at that point I was still on board for, you know. Yeah. It was AVP, and that I saw it in the theater, and that I think I was <laughs> yeah, there. Me too. I think it was there with me, you know I was there with my friend, and that and there was like maybe five other people in the in the. In I
0: the, may have been there. I feel like this was during uh, university. <laughs> and this was during university. People
3: were there. Oh yeah. Oh my god! What a mm. yeah
2: yeah. We yeah. all could have been in the same theater. We just <laughs> you know? didn't
3: know. <laughs> like it was. Uh, what really bothered me was them trying to. They wanted to recreate a Ripley character, you know, for yep. the film, and that you know, the, and that was you know, played by Sine Latham, uh, and just failing miserably in that, you know, it's like there was, you know, there was some, there was a point where it's like the predator kind of gives her like a little bro nod, like, you know, you know, it's like, you're cool. Huh. Don't worry. You know? Yeah. And it was just like, God damn it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that she specifically didn't want to be a Ripley
1: clone. So she tried to play yeah. the character differently, but it just, yeah. It
0: yeah. T- wasn't she supposed to be more of like a, she wanted to be more of a scientist or something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: remember. Um, Stupid movie. Matt, did do you want to add anything? <laughs> um,
0: you
2: know what? I'm saying same. I, I enjoyed Predator 2. I, I liked I like the I, I like the concept of taking that and putting it in an urban setting. It, yeah. it gave some cool moments. I like I liked that it. it gave you a little taste of the fact that there's this, this Predator culture. Yep. Yep. Like yep. you see the trophy room. I I liked the little Easter egg of the xenomorph skull in the trophy room where it's like these, uh, which would make sense because these things hunt dangerous game. I like the fact that it's like, you know, you outwitted us. We're going to give you this trophy because you win Danny Glover. Or yeah, dad was Danny. I keep wanting to say Danny Glover. I know it's, right, yeah, it is I,
3: Danny Glover. Yeah. I, I,
2: whenever I say Danny Glover and Donald Glover, I was like, is it the right one or is it the other one. <laughs> it's, I'm an idiot. I'm old. It's what happens. Um, AVP. When I saw that in theaters, and I'm sure we were probably all in the same theater. So I may have gone not, with you, anyways. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. I think I saw you afterwards, but I distinctly remember. I don't think you were there actually, because I distinctly remember. I think the first time when they were in the temple, and you kind of get the whole meta plot of what's going on. Some guy <laughs> in the back of the theater just screaming, "What the fuck?" <laughs>
1: that might have been me. <laughs>
2: like and it was one of was like and like the audience started laughing because everyone at that point was like what the hell is going on
0: oh that's stupid
2: like, movie. It, it was like <laughs> i think it's like within the, it was the opening weekend that i saw it yeah so, like trailers had really not given us much to go on with the movie to begin with yeah. and then you get like here's the meta plot and this one guy said what everyone in the audience was thinking and it was just a brilliant yeah. moment I think that was for me the most entertaining moment of the film was that guy screaming, What the F at the back of the theater.
0: I think the worst thing about this film is that it ruined two franchises for me. Yeah. (laughs) It it killed Alien, like dead, dead, dead Alien. And then Predator's just like, Nope. No, no, no. It's done. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I don't really know what else to say beyond <laughs> that. I mean, I agree with you guys. Predator 2, I think, was fun for the reasons like it, it added a little bit more, you know, and it tried mm-hmm. something new. I think the I think its main failing was its tone, actually. I, yeah. I think the film itself would have been okay if it had been a little bit more serious. It's just a little goofy mm-hmm. in parts. And then, yeah, yeah. I like Predators. Uh, uh, Predators. As well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. AVP was just so pointless. Uh, just, yeah. Just such a waste of time. And then the, the the Predator, well, that was the final nail in the coffin for Yeah. I mean, we right. were like, oh, Shane Black. I mean, he's going to save it, you know? And you
0: no. Know. It, it, it's funny. I remember we were talking about this after the movie came out, and, or after I saw it. Mm-hmm. And that cool. whole Ripley um, Easter egg Hostile that they Andy. wanted to do at the end, yeah. that they didn't <laughs> do, would have made that movie like, four thousand times better sure like i would have been like this is worth Uh, it this whole
1: stupid movie was worth it (laughs) i don't know i don't know man i mean wouldn't that sort of kill the two series again well
0: (laughs) i don't know it would have given me at least a little bit of hope you can
2: only piss on a corpse for so long before you just start to waterlog it
0: yeah yeah (sighs) all right so i think we're all crestfallen now
1: um a little long so i'm just gonna just ask real quick uh are there any other series that you guys think uh, need to die? And I'll just go around real quick. Uh, uh, Give me last. Okay, uh, Matt. Uh, yeah,
2: they need to stop rebooting the Power Rangers franchise. <laughs> because this I is like I that pa- movie. <laughs> no, I don't know. The, act, the actor that played Jason in the latest reboot, just in an interview this week, has said they're rebooting it again with yeah. a different cast. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing a reboot of a reboot. Just let it die already. (laughs) Nobody cares.
0: I like that movie. I like the movie that came out two years ago. I'm going to flat out say that. It was fun.
2: There's nothing wrong with that. But just like, (laughs) let that movie be what it is. And stop trying to reboot the damn franchise. Let it die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's because the series keeps going. And it just... The series is, has been going on for what twenty something years. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: fine. Let it be a campy TV series on that's flooding my Netflix when I hit the wrong button occasionally. <laughs> Stop making freaking movies. Uh, okay. Stop spending billions of dollars on this franchise. That's it. I'm done.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to an earlier comment. I think we started off the pod, or when I joined in, anyways, and that you were talking about it. Kill the French, kill the Fast and Furious franchise, please. <laughs> yes, thank you. Please.
1: I think they wanted to do like eight more or something. I, I don't course, remember. Of course, because they
3: make because they make like a billions of dollars in that. But I really don't care if it makes money in that. It, it's the it's the most mind-numbing, worthless series I've ever seen. In that, it started from one place in that where it's like you kind of like okay, well maybe you know you know you, you can imagine this you know car you know car racing and all that stuff and that. And then turning them into international, like you know, whatever they are, you know, they're not they're not soldiers, they're not mercenaries, they're not spies, they're just they're, they're sort of all of that. They're they? jacked. They're jacked up dudes in cars and that, and like they have them, like you know, stopping nuclear Charac- stu- nuclear war. And characters are dead. They're dead, and then they're actually not dead. They
2: come back, and then the guy they were fighting in this movie is now on their team in this movie, like. Yeah. Just
0: go. It's a family affair. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'll go to
1: save Eric to go for last. Um I you know, I'd almost say for the same reasons Transformers, but I'm gonna say Indiana Jones, because I heard they want to do another one now yeah,
2: that uh, they, uh,
0: they want to do
3: one final one. He's seventy seven.
1: Uh, I, I yeah, no, I, I no, no. The last movie killed it for me. I know this could be another big debate, but no, I I I after that last one, I'm like no. You I'm mean
0: not, last not crusade? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was where it ended. Yes, that is where it ended. Okay, this is gonna
0: be a little controversial because I love this franchise, but I also want it to die right now. Cool. Um, but we'll do a bigger episode in December when the last <laughs> one comes out. I want Star Wars to stop. Yeah. I just yes. want it to stop. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, they need a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least they need a refocusing. Let me just go to Star Wars Land and be happy and deal with yeah. like the the other six. But yeah. they, they oversaturated that market, and they tried to do too much in too little time. If they had Dave Filoni doing the stories, I yeah. think I would enjoy it. But the only good Star Wars is TV Star Wars.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but wait till the Mandalorian comes out. Maybe that'll respark your hope. Dave Filoni helped do the yeah. scripts for that. So you go. know what? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Fingers crossed. So the movies need to die, you know. Or at pre- least take a long take a break. break. Yeah. Take a break. Give, a long, give yeah, us break. another
2: 10, 15 year window to get everyone hype about it again.
0: Mm. Wow. I know they're doing a three-year three, three year hiatus, but that's not long enough. I think no, at it least needs five.
1: to be longer. At least five. we uh, so, We'll like, see. Three years is... Uh... It's a long time these days. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. From, a,
2: from a sheer marketing standpoint, you want to give at least 10, 15 years so you have a new generation growing up that'll buy all the crap that they're going to put out for it.
0: I think our generation will still buy all that crap, unfortunately. We no, we be- will. But because then, like, of people like me. <laughs> but the thing, Our generation will, but then
2: like the generation that's kids now, when they get old enough to start having their kids, then they take their kids. To, like. you got to keep the cycle perpetuating. Yeah, You want to have a young generation that hasn't seen these in theaters that gets the joy of seeing them with dad and grandpa, you know. That's past, for me. If you want to, if you want to uh, do that, uh, that whole cycle, give it fifteen years, uh, then you can go with it.
0: I broke Steve with that with that quote uh, the last uh, job. Sorry,
3: so, well, I didn't hear that. What was that? It would have been so, kill the past.
1: <laughs> it was so obvious for me to be the one to talk about Star Wars, but I purposely didn't. So I anyway. didn't
2: know that you spelt past R I A N.
1: Uh, so we can go really long and, uh, I, 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 don't know whether we should just call it, you know, uh,
0: well, no, I, I don't, I, I think the, I the idea of doing one, one, like do one a, quick, okay. a quick one
1: who each? wants to go first for one series that they think should, should live to end on a, on a fun note of something that we enjoy and actually don't want to kill.
2: Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it should live because it still is. And it's in, I think in post right now because uh-huh. I'm a huge junkie, and probably be controversial, I really do want to see uh, Rob Zombie's Firefly Family uh, stories continue. Oh, with, interesting. Yeah. Which, yeah. Continuing with uh, Three from Hell, which is in, I think, post right now. Yeah. Because uh, oh, okay. I I, mean, I love Sid Haig. I love uh, Bill Mosley. I love seeing the two of them on screen. Yeah. Sherry Moon Zombie is a good actress in her own right, too. Cool. I would love to see him continue those stories, and they are, cool. so I'm happy.
3: Oh, awesome! Um, the hawk. Well, yeah, I was having a lot of trouble picking a franchise I wanted to see come back because uh, you know mostly we we always focus on these ones that are just like <laughs> the, the dying, slow deaths and that. So um, we can come back to you if you I want. I am hoping to see uh, oof, with these. Yeah, I would really love to see the Bond films come back in in a big way. Not they've kind of limped on since like you know ever you know after the reboot with Casino Royale, which was amazing in that they've kind of yeah. limped on in that and yeah, you know, yeah. I've never Daniel seen Craig needs to move on. He really yeah, does. They need to switch it up. Yeah, I would love to see it come back with a new lead in that and that maybe go back over those classic films and see yeah. like you know maybe like try and reboot from those you know the original stories. <laughs> Yeah, they, they had
0: two really good M's, like Judy Dench and now uh, Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. So I figured that with the new M, they would have just had a new Bond, right? That's yeah. sort of what they did with Judy Dench being the new, the old M, and then the new M. Yeah, right. I don't know. That, it's, uh,
1: a, it's a Doctor Who conundrum. I, I don't understand yeah. why they don't just yeah. No, just, I yeah, no, I think they should just reboot the
2: whole thing, start from like no carryover, start completely from scratch, and yeah, like I said, follow the original Fleming material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and you follow it chronologically too because there's a huge there's a beautiful story arc in the whole
1: thing.
0: Yeah. Yes that's yeah, yeah, true. That's
1: yeah. true.
0: Eric. I want to see Tron come back. Ooh, um, I love Tron. Yeah, really? I love okay. Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. I love like I know Tron Legacy had issues, mm-hmm. but it had it brought a lot of new things, new ideas. and especially if you watch the television series, sure, the idea yeah. that um, Flynn had been there for hundreds of years. Yeah, Um, was so cool that they didn't really get to explore in the movie, Um, and the idea that they were going to move towards the internet was such a cool idea. Mm -hmm.
1: That's that's really good. Uh, Yeah, I I did not like the second film, but I agree. I (laughs) think there was a lot of potential there, and I think that's the reason I don't like the second film. Is to me, it just it didn't. uh, They they actually had it all written out, and they didn't actually. Do any of it? Almost.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I feel yeah. like that movie was there to set up a sequel that they never sure. ended up doing. Yeah, they had, um, what's his name, Kieran Murphy? They're mm-hmm. playing the son of the bad guy in the first movie, and yeah. he's supposed to be the bad guy in the third movie. That's why yeah. he was introduced into. Right. So, uh, it, was was, like, it was like
2: yeah, the second legacy I felt was like it was there to reintroduce, like to introduce to a, you, a new generation, a new generation, yeah. and to remind everyone that saw the original what it was, and then set up this universe so that they could then move forward with it and it just never happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and they had started production, like pre-production on the third one and then I guess Disney was just like, you know what? No. Uh, (laughs) And uh, that director, everything he's done since, Oblivion, that firefighter movie, they've all been really good. Um, so yeah. I, I hope and he, he wants to do Tron 3 so badly.
3: Well,
1: maybe when they take that Star Wars hiatus uh, and they realize that Indiana Jones is a dumb idea and Predator is a dumb idea and Aliens is a dumb idea, they'll be like, what what do we have left? And they might go back to Tron. Like, that, that's our only hope at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, yeah. So that was a good one. Uh, mine's kind of stupid now. So for that, but, <laughs> yeah, go for it, uh, it kind of ties in with what we've been talking about all night, though. Uh, I'd like their, them to continue uh, from the original Conan series.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: the, the The reboot didn't work out, and I don't see why they don't just do a King Conan because yeah. Schwarzenegger, you know, he he made so many of the movies we talked about mm-hmm. uh, tonight, and uh, and and I I think it'd be really cool to see. Uh, a an aged Conan. I think there's a lot yeah. of
0: potential there. So yeah.
1: uh, they they've been talking about it for years. I don't know whether it's going to happen, but I that that was my that was my. He just I, needs I
0: to put money be- behind it. I think if Schwarzenegger was the one who's like, okay, you know what, let's just do it. I'm going to finance it. I yeah, have money, they'll do it. Like, and that's yeah.
2: what I think really is, is that you ha- If you don't have Schwarzenegger on board, yeah, yeah. No he's no
0: pushing it though. He, there's yeah. just no financing, which yeah. makes no sense. He if, banks everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's got to be continuation from the first two. You know. Okay. Skip the the uh,
0: Jason uh, Momoa version.
1: Yeah, um, I, it, can it, I can I give, it, give
0: one franchise that I think should sure. die? I totally forgot about it. Sure, and then I turned around and saw it. Mm. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, those movies are the the last one. Like uh, anyway, we're, we're let's not so,
3: get into
2: it. World okay. was okay. The one after that was garbage. Oh, I hated the lost. You
3: know, that, bad. <laughs> that first reboot one that I hated. <laughs>
0: So yeah. you're like, ooh, clone people. I guess. Oh, didn't you know that Hammond had a partner? And it's the guy who created a warp technology? Okay, I'm,
1: I'm glad I didn't see these movies. I, I, I quit oh. after the third one. So I that was where I stopped with that.
0: Alan. Uh,
1: Alan. <laughs> <laughs> must That's go faster. The Raptor. Uh, on that note, um, let's put it out to our audience. So what series do you want to see die or live for that matter? Uh, send us an email and, um, you know, let us know. And uh, so on that note, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having us tonight and uh, listening to our various complaints. <laughs> and orders. Um, and uh, yeah, have a great night. Uh, so yeah,
0: bye. <laughs> bye. 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 You, just started, you just fizzled at that ending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. You know what, cooler. just... just- our hearts are broken. We're going to go back. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Our- <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.